I brought a poem with me tonight that I've often used at the opening of retreats. I wasn't quite sure how it fit in with what I wanted to say, but after I listened to all of you and listened to Jason and um, Jill and Bob and Marcy talk, then it was clear to me why I wrote poems, so uh, I guess I got the transmission somehow. It's called Fluent by John O'Donohoe, and it's very short. He says, I would love to live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of its own unfolding. I would love to live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of its own unfolding. So, you know, you get to watch your own unfolding. And really what I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight is the development of awareness. The theme for the retreat that we chose, uh, we decided we would work with a very basic teaching um, in Buddhism, which is often known as the Four Foundations of Mindfulness. And it's a teaching which the Buddha gave, and um, it really is, any of you who have sat Vipassana retreats before, you've heard about the Four Foundations, mostly the instructions follow the four foundations and not only are the instructions going to follow the four foundations but the talks are going to follow the four foundations during this retreat I'm going to use tonight the word awareness Um, I was with Gil Fronstall quite recently teaching another retreat where we used this theme and he made the comment that (coughs) if you will excuse me Bob the word mindfulness has been sort of stolen from us. And it's out there in the world, you know, there's all kinds of mindful everything that you can do these days. And and the word sati, the, 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 the title of the sutta is the satipatthana sutta. You don't need to remember that at all. Um, but the word sati can be translated in lots of different ways. It's, it's a pretty interesting word as I understand it from the Pali scholars who tell me that it's pretty interesting. It's not that I know so much about that. But it's the the sense is the development of the awareness. And so if you're going to be surprised by your own unfolding, it's really useful to be able to be present for it, to be aware of what is unfolding as it unfolds. And so the Buddha was, at one point, staying in a part of India known as the Kuru country. And he was in um, the town of Kamasadana, just a little town in India. And he was sitting around, kind of like we are tonight, right? You can imagine the scene, maybe the Buddha's, maybe this is a rock or something, and the Buddha's, there he is, right there, actually. So there's the Buddha, and here you all are, and he would say to you, O monks, because you would have all been monks. So, O monks. And they acknowledge that he has spoken. And then he says, there's a direct path, a direct path. So you all know about direct paths, right? There's paths that go this way, and then they go that way, and then they go up and they go down, and they go round, and sometimes they branch into two or three, 
and it gets really confusing. But he's saying there's actually a way that you can practice that goes pretty much directly. if, If you follow it, and you really work with this path, it will lead you, and he says, uh, it's a direct path for the purification of beings, for the overcoming of sorrow and lamentation, for the disappearance of pain and distress, for the attainment of the right method, and for the realization of freedom. Wow, you know, sounds pretty good, right? And as I listen to all of you talking about wanting rest and wanting peace and wanting to not be so uncomfortable, I mean, this is what we all want. I mean, most of us, that's a great one, actually. Who is it? I mean, imagine there's anyone in the room who would like to be um, less uncomfortable or would like to be more comfortable. So there is this path, and part of what we're going to try to do this week is, or this long weekend, whatever it is, uh, is to explicate this path a bit so that you can find your way. Because if you're going to be on a path, you have to be able to find your way. Any of you who've done any hiking know that. And so he said, this is a path, and it's called the four, and then there's lots of ways of translating the four what's. It's often called the four foundations of mindfulness. And I like that a lot because if, you, if you're building anything, you have to have a foundation, right? And so these are the things that you can build your awareness on. And that becomes, you know, the basis of your awareness. And if your awareness starts feeling wobbly or your mindfulness is wobbly, you can give some attention to the foundation to strengthen it. Um, Or sometimes it's called the four domains of mindfulness. So these are then four areas that if you go into them, you can find awareness and mindfulness in them. It's, it's, It's as though this is where awareness lives, are in these domains. Or sometimes it's called the four frames of reference, if you like that sense. It's like the four parameters of mindfulness. It's what delineates mindfulness or awareness. So it's helpful then to have a sense of, oh, okay, what I'm here for is I'm I'm here to wake up. That's really what we came to do, is to wake up a bit, right? And to find some freedom to find an ending to suffering, and if not a complete ending, at least a lessening. And so if you're going to be investigating those things, you need to have awareness. And you need to know how to build your awareness. And so he says, (coughs) so he starts off the first place, the place that we'll spend a lot of time on in these next first couple of days, is the body, the body in and of itself. Now here's a really wonderful secret, the really wonderful secret. If you're aware of your body, then you are in the, in the <coughs> you're aware. 
You can't be knowing what's going on in your body and not be mindful. Isn't that cool? So if you're hot and you're going, oh, it's so hot. Oh, it's terrible. Hot flashes or whatever, you know. Maybe I'm sick. But, you know, you're aware of the heat and then you're present and you're awake. <coughs> or if your back or your knee or your hips. So the body is one of these foundations of awareness. And this is how the Buddha says that we are to be with these different aspects. He says, this is a wonderful word, I love it. We are to be ardent. Isn't that great? Ardent. Most of us, you know, if you think of the word ardency, I, I, I always think of the young people who are in love when I think of ardency. It has to do with that kind of excitement and enjoyment and wanting to be present with. And so when you are with your body, you are to be ardent and alert and aware. So to rest with ardency and alertness and awareness with the body, putting aside greed and distress with reference to the world. So that's also really an encouragement. You've come here and you're here to do this retreat. And you're here to wake up and to develop your awareness. And so here's a really good mantra for the first part of the retreat, for all of the retreat, as your stuff from out there comes back to visit you. Not now. As simple as that. Not now. To put it aside for a moment and see what happens. For example, if you're working with this first foundation, just if you rest with the body. And your job, your relationship, your kids, your dog, whatever it is, you know, should you buy a new car? Not now. <coughs> so that you can practice. And I guarantee you, if you do that, when you go back to the problems and the stuff out there, you will be much more able to be present with them and you will see them more clearly. I don't promise much in this work, but I would I would promise you that. I think all of us would. So, you know, being putting all that aside and staying focused on this foundation of the body. And then the Buddha says, but there's more than one, of course. There's a second foundation. And you don't have to remember all of this. We'll go over it all. You're going to hear it many, many times. So the second foundation, the second place where we practice our awareness is the foundation of what is called feelings. Feeling here does not mean your emotions. It really means the tone of your experience. It means the places where you're knowing that your experience is pleasant, if it's pleasant. Some of you probably this moment check in as I'm talking. Is it pleasant? Or is it unpleasant? You know, maybe your body hurts or you're tired or you're wishing this were over and I can go to sleep. Or maybe it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. So that's what the Buddha is talking about. And it's interesting. It's one of those things we don't think about so much in our contemporary lives. You know, very rarely 
think too much about it, you know, is my experience pleasant or unpleasant or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. It's one of the key places in our practice because it's the place where we so quickly go away. And so then you stop being aware. You're off thinking about how to get more of it if it's pleasant or how to get rid of it if it's unpleasant or how to you get kind of spacey and deluded if it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. So catching the tone of what's happening to you, being aware of the tone, teaches you how to stay there even when it's difficult or even when it's delicious. Because we so often miss out on delicious things because we're thinking about how to get more. So it's the second domain the second of the foundations, the second of the building blocks. And to attend to that with ardency, with that kind of passion and that kind of interest and alertness. And sometimes the word diligence is used in translating the sutta. So that's the second. And then the third is to give your attention to your mind, the mind itself. And to notice... Is the mind filled with greed and wanting? Is the mind (coughs) filled with aversion and not wanting? Is the mind contracted, really tight? Or is the mind expanded? Or is it scattered? And beginning to recognize the state of your mind is hugely helpful in everyday life, actually. And it's also one of the um, domains of mindfulness. So again, you might check right now. What's the state of your mind? What is the state of your mind? Is it, are you eager and excited? I heard some of that in some of your words. Is it the delighted mind? I heard that word. I think I used that one. Is it the peaceful mind? Is it the tired mind? Is it the mind that's contracted and wondering if you've made the right choice by being here. So just notice, there's no right or wrong to it. It just is what's the state of the mind. When you are aware of the mind, then you can be skillful around what you do about it. So again, you know, focusing your attention on this foundation with ardency, with alertness, with diligence, with that willingness to to um, stay there. And then there's a fourth of the foundations, and I think of this foundation as the foundation of the lists. It's sometimes called the dhammas, or the dharmas, and it's the things that you begin to recognize as patterns. So it's the it's the pattern of the things that block your awareness, the hindrances to awareness, and the pattern of things that support your awareness, and the pattern of the nature of suffering, what causes it and what ends it. And so these are the things that you begin to see, the nature of this event that calls itself a human being, you know, the, the list of the, of the components of a human being. And so that's, that's also that place where you begin to have some insight, because this is an insight practice, into 
these different processes. So all of this is is part of this path. So this path of awareness, what he's really saying is awareness is what allows us to wake up. Right? And so this is the way it is a it is it isn't the only way. He just says it's a direct way. Now we can probably take some other ways. Most of us do actually. But so here's the way it ends that I've always really enjoyed. He says if anyone would develop these four foundations of awareness in this way for seven years one of two fruits can be expected for him either awakening here and now or what's called non-returning you don't have to come back and do it over and over again so that sounds pretty good you know if you could do this for seven years but then he says you know not seven years if you could do it for six years or five years or four or two or one (coughs) and then he goes down even lower seven months six months five four three two months one month half a month we're getting close here (laughs) one of these two can be expected so I don't know what he would say about five days Um, it may not be quite enough but obviously if two weeks would do it five days might so you know the, the encouragement is there's so much that can happen when we really give our attention to this path of mindfulness, to these domains of the body, of the feeling tone of our experience, of this what's going on in the mind-heart complex, the citta in the Pali, um, and seeing the patterns of um, the processes of the mind and the heart. And if we do that, then it can really support our waking up. So you could imagine, and I'd really like to invite you, you know, what would it be to take these days, we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four full days of practice, and tonight plus the first part of Monday, to really, really be present to be as aware as possible. There's no, you you don't have to be aware, you know, it's it's not like it doesn't count if your body hurts. You're just aware that the body hurts. It's not like it doesn't count if it's an unpleasant experience. You're just aware that it's an unpleasant experience. It's not like it doesn't count if the mind is filled with crankiness, hatred, and aversion. If you recognize that it is filled with crankiness, hatred, and aversion, and bring your awareness to that, that is the practice. Seeing, let's just say, the hindrances, the things that keep you from waking up, that's not a problem. That's actually an insight. And so that's also a foundation of mindfulness, a foundation of awareness. So really what that's saying is that there's and this is perhaps one of the ways that it is truly so direct, is that there is nothing, there is nothing that you cannot bring awareness to. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you cannot bring awareness to. So no matter what's happening during this (coughs) retreat, 
If you bring your awareness to it, you are doing the practice. We'll fine-tune it as we go through and teach you lots of techniques to work with it, to open the heart, to open the mind. Um, And this is a very direct path for waking up. So we've all been on it for a while, and many of you have walked it with us for a while, and we invite you to um, enjoy it with us during these next days. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.